This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. Hi, this is writer-director Joseph Darty, and you're listening to the award-seeking show TV Confidential. Robertson, welcome you to this week's edition of TV Confidential, radio talk show about television that launches its 15th year on the air this week. We originally began August 2008, and we thank you, as always, for listening to us. Our second hour will feature a return appearance from America's master mimic, Rich Little. Rich recently resumed performing before live audiences earlier this summer after a two-year hiatus brought on by the pandemic. We'll talk about that. Rich Little, of course, has more than 200 voices in his arsenal. And if all goes well, maybe he'll share a few of those impressions when he joins us in our second hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll begin our first hour by welcoming back our friend Julian David Stone. Julian David Stone, filmmaker, director, screenwriter, novelist, and one-time outlaw rock and roll photographer. Julian's Latest novel, It's Alive, is a page-turning work of historical fiction based on the actual events of the making of the original Frankenstein movie produced by Carl Lemley for Universal Studios in 1931, and specifically the chaotic 72 hours before production began on the original Frankenstein movie on Monday, August 24, 1931. 31. The 1931 Frankenstein movie made a star out of Boris Karloff while also ushering in the great era of Universal monster movies. And though the box office success of the Dracula movie produced by Universal earlier in 1931 clearly showed that movie audiences had an appetite for monster movies, nobody at Universal except Carl Lemley Jr. wanted to see Frankenstein made. It's Alive brings that story to life, so to speak, while also weaving in such actual figures as Bela Lugosi, director James Whale, legendary gossip columnist 
Luella Parsons, and Boris Karloff himself. It's Alive by Julian David Stone, available in hardcover as an ebook and as an audiobook through Greenleaf Book Group and Amazon.com. Julian David Stone, welcome back to our program. Uh, great to be with you. Thanks for having me on again. I think I know the answer to this question. Let me ask it anyway. What led you to write a novel about the 72 hours before production started on Frankenstein? I guess it, it really goes back to I grew up as one of those kids who discovered the original Universal Monster film uh, in the late 60s and 1970s on television. And when I, uh, I had a fascination as a youth, and then when I got older, I rediscovered them after sort of leaving them behind for 20 years when I you know, discovered girls and <laughs> all, the, all the other stuff of life. And then I rediscovered them as an adult, and I saw them in a very different eye, that there were some very interesting, complex things going on in these films. And I started to research them. You know, when I first fell in love with them as a kid, I was building model kits. It wasn't, they were just movies I loved. Later, I wanted to learn about the productions. And as I started to look into it, um, the farther I delved into it, the more interesting it became. And the real setting off point that led to the novel was when I discovered Carl Lemley Jr., the son of Carl Lemley Sr., who uh, his father had um, created Universal Studios, and for a 21st birthday present, he put Carl Lemley Jr., his son, in charge of the studio. Uh, he was known as Junior Lemley to, to everybody, and once I discovered him as a character, I said, oh my God, there's a, char there's a story there that you had a 21-year-old running Universal, and he was the person who was absolutely responsible for, for making these wonderful films that here we are over 90 years later talking about and are more popular than ever. Junior Lindley's drive to make Frankenstein in 1931 is just one of the three main stories that Julian David Stone weaves in his excellent page-turning historical novel, It's Alive. It's Alive, available hardcover and as an e-book and as an audiobook. Amazon.com, uh, as well as the Greenleaf Book Group. You mentioned growing up watching monster movies. Now, uh, one thing you and I have in common is that we both grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area before uh, we came down here to Los Angeles. And if I remember correctly, you were still in the Bay Area when uh, Channel 2 showed Creature Features on Saturday nights with a guy named Bob Wilkins, who was like the unusual uh, monster movie host and that he didn't dress up as a character. He kind of sat back. He looked kind, he looked kind of like a geek because he had these really ugly horn-rimmed glasses, but he smoked cigars. He had this droll voice, and if it was a bad movie, he would say it's a bad movie, but if it was a good movie like Frankenstein, he would, he would really delve into the backstory of the movie. Absolutely, and that's 100% true. I was obsessed with creature features like it seemed every one of my friends was in the in the 70s watching Bob Wilkins. He was a hero to us, and that's absolutely where I first discovered these movies. And just as an interesting side note, you can actually find this clip on, on YouTube. I was interviewed by him when I was about 18 years old because uh, I had won a, uh, I guess you would call it a youth film uh festival i was the the top prize winner in it so part of it was i got interviewed on television with him and, and this happened you know many many years ago and i you know it's one of the great things about youtube i suddenly googled it and there it was this interview that i had done all these years ago with uh with bob wilkins so 
I loved him, and uh, I, I remember him well. Yeah, I I will definitely look for that because that was that was one of the great things he did about on his show is that in addition to introducing these classic horror movies from the 30s and 40s to a new generation of audiences, he would interview uh, people behind the scenes or people such as yourself, you know, filmmakers. And uh, it was full-fledged entertainment program and a great way to spend Saturday nights. Oh, absolutely. And I seem to recall that briefly it got so popular he was also on Friday night. That's correct. I remember, yeah, and I remember being very excited by that, that it was now two days a week that you could see uh, you know, these wonderful horror films. And it was so fun when, like you said, when there was a bad one on, he loved to you know, make fun of the bad ones, but he also loved the good ones. It was, it was just a wonderful show. And he was, it was, we're so lucky that that was our sort of formative education in this wonderful genre. Julian, David Stone is on the line with us. Julian's latest novel, It's Alive, is a page-turning work of historical fiction that captures the vibrant, exciting, and often chaotic days of 1930s Hollywood, and in particular, the chaotic events that unfolded in the 72 hours before cameras rolled for the first day of production of the now classic 1931 horror movie, Frankenstein, a frenzy that found producer Carl Lemley Jr. without a lead actor, or for that matter, without a director, until Lemley finally cast Boris Karloff just a few hours before production started on Monday, August 24, 1931. It's Alive by Julian Davidstone, available in hardcover as an ebook and as an audiobook through Greenleaf Book Group and Amazon.com. you got three built-in conflicts with your story. I imagine that's one thing that attracted you to writing It's Alive, Julian. You have three built-in conflicts. The conflict with Junior Lemling and his dad over whether the movie should be made. The conflict with Lemley and Bella Lugosi, because Bella Lugosi was the original choice to play the monster, and he, he, he turned it down. And then you have Karloff, who you really, who, who, who you really tap into and really make a sympathetic character that holds everything together. Yeah, that was part of, again, the front of it was first discovering Junior Lemley as a character, and then the relationship of these other famous to everybody, everybody knows Karloff and, and Lugosi, but especially to, to monster fans. And what's really unique about this, this moment in time for all three characters is that they all come out of the production of this film. It, it, it changes their lives for all of them. Lugosi was never a bigger star uh, than in his entire career than he was right after Dracula. And, after turning down Frankenstein, he never reached the heights again that he had, uh, you know, in, in this moment in his career. And Karloff obviously went from being completely unknown to being uh, a huge star immediately overnight. And, and Junior obviously was, was found to be a success where nobody wanted him to make Dracula. He goes ahead and does that. It's a huge hit. And then, you know, this is the conflict you talked about with his father and with everybody else. Like, okay, you, you were successful with Dracula. We didn't think it would work, but there's no way you can repeat it. Nobody wants to continue to see these kind of movies. He forges ahead. He makes Frankenstein. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history. The rest is history, and that history is captured in an excellent, exciting, page-turning novel, a work of historical fiction by Julian David Stone called It's Alive. It's Alive, available hardcover and as an ebook and as an audiobook, Amazon.com, Greenleaf Book Group as well. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. 
Junior wanted to make Frankenstein to prove everybody wrong because ultimately he be, he saw something. He saw the success of Dracula and the making of Frankenstein building on the success of Dracula would usher in a new era for Universal Studios. Ultimately, he stuck to his guns and he because he believed in his vision. As we mentioned in our open, you're a filmmaker, you're a director, you're a screenwriter. I would imagine that's one of the things that resonated with you about Junior, both as a character and as a filmmaker, historical figure. Oh, absolutely. He, he's such a fascinating figure because the heads of the other studios at that time were older and were definitely, you know, they were they were they were more. I don't want to say mature, but they were they were different. They were they were men who were more concerned. It almost seemed with the business of filmmaking, where Junior came in, you know, at 21 and immediately wanted to make different films than his father had been making. And it, it's such a great father son story because he wanted to, you know, he was of another generation and. He's also very much a product of the 20s, where, as I said, the other studio heads were older. So Junior comes in, and if you read interviews of him at the time, he talks a little bit in 20s lingo. (laughs) He's 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 an amazing character that this person ran a studio. And obviously, you can imagine in Hollywood, you know, it was the father putting his son in charge, and that's the only reason. And he wanted to forge his own identity. I think that was a part of it, too, that I think he was legitimately driven to make these different films. Universal in the 20s was known for making, they they were a major studio, obviously, but they were known for making, for lack of a better term, less sophisticated fare. They They made a lot of westerns, and they were a very profitable studio, but the business was changing with sound coming in, and the other studios were making more complex films, again, for lack of a better term. And when Junior was put in charge, not just the horror films, but he, he wanted to make much bigger films, and he did. He made these. He made All Quiet on the Western Front. He made this huge musical, which at the time, I believe, was the most expensive film that had ever been made called Broadway. He, he really set about transforming the studio, and the best product of all of that is he began the, the horror cycle that we all love. Under his tutelage of running... The, or under his stewardship of running the studio, is you, you have the first five of the universal cycle, uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, The Invisible Man, and Bride of Frankenstein, and Son of Dracula was started while he was still there. He left before it actually shot. But those foundational films of the cycle that would run all the way into the late 50s all started when Junior was, was running the studio. Junior Lemley is one of the many characters that... Julian Davidson brings to life in his latest novel, It's Alive, available hardcover as an ebook and as an audiobook through Greenleaf Book Group and Amazon.com. Today, Julian, we often think of TV as the producer's medium and movies as the director's medium. One of the cool things, for me anyway, about reading It's Alive is that it's a reminder that movies were not always a director's medium. You know, without with uh, Junior was he was he was the showrunner. He was the studio runner. He was he had the final say on everything at, at his time. Oh, absolutely! In fact, that was one of the also the interesting things, just to give you an idea of how involved he was in the making of this film. Which you know, I'm going to relate a story here, which is inconceivable with the way uh, films are made made today. Um, I'm assuming most of the people listening to this are hopefully have heard of Jack Pierce, the legendary makeup artist. He was the one 
responsible, for, and he's also a character in my book, for making the amazing uh, Frankenstein makeup, and he also did The Mummy, and he, he uh, to monster fans uh, and makeup fans of Hollywood and everything, he, he ran the makeup department at Universal, and he is a giant figure in that. There's a wonderful interview that survives thanks to Bob Burns, the uh, famous movie collector, uh, towards the end of his life, Jack Pierce was interviewed on Dialing for Dollars out here in, in Los Angeles. <laughs> yes, yes. And, yeah, and thankfully Bob Burns recorded the interview off of his television with a tape recorder. And in that interview, the interviewer is asking Jack Pierce, so what, you know, how did this all start for you doing Frankenstein? They were going to show Frankenstein, the makeup and everything. And he says, Junior Lemley gave me the book. Well, when was the last time you heard a story of, and, and he mentions it, Junior, a couple of times in the interview, that the, the, the guy who was the makeup artist was dealing directly with the head of the studio and was given a book for him to, to look at. I mean, that's unheard of today, that the head of a studio would be talking to the makeup department directly. So that's the kind of, you know, as you were saying, the involvement and in how, in a lot of ways, the, the production, there, there was less bureaucracy. And, and you put it in a very interesting way. You can sort of think of Junior as almost the showrunner for the films that were being made there in many cases. Very much so. On the line with us, Julian David Stone. Julian's latest novel, It's Alive, is a page-turning work of historical fiction that not only takes you behind the scenes of the making of the original Frankenstein movie from 1931, but is the first book that we know of, and for, that, and, and, and for that matter, Julian, probably the only book that we know of that begins with a man in a cold sweat bent over the porcelain throne. It's Alive not only gives you a real sense of the world of old Hollywood pre-code and before the Golden Age, but brings to life such legendary figures as Bella Lugosi, Luella Parsons, and Boris Karloff himself, not to mention Junior, uh, uh, Carl Lemley Jr., uh, who, who's really the driving force uh, behind not only it's a lot it's a lot the novel but the era the great era of universal monster movies uh, that that Julian has been talking about in our conversation today it's alive available hardcover as an ebook and as an audiobook greenleaf book group and amazon.com this is not your first go round with historical fiction you previously wrote a novel about the Dumont network and the early days of live television uh both stories are stories about filmmaking and storytelling and both capture the pioneer spirit of the early days of movies and television respectively again you're a filmmaker was that part of the impetus for writing both these novels i think so i think it's being around the business you know they always say write what you know so i feel very comfortable writing in this in these mediums but you know it, it, it all sort of ultimately comes down to you know, when when I when I read something or I hear something, and I always tell people this uh, when I I'm on panels or stuff, it's when you hear something that makes your head kind of turn and go, "Huh, I didn't know that." Yeah. And that's kind of the you know the, the moment with this was there was a you know I didn't know a 21 year old was running Universal and wanted to make Frankenstein. Huh, that's interesting. And the same thing when when I sort of with the previous novel Justice Girl that you mentioned when I discovered all this information about the live era of television, that there was this period of time for, you know, 12, 13 years before the advent of videotape in the late 50s, that all of television was live, and they made these incredibly complex dramas that are mind-blowing to this day, 
and you know that set me on that journey and like I said this one was started by discovering the character of Junior Lemley. Julian David Stone is on the line with us. Julian's latest novel It's Alive is a work of historical fiction that takes you behind the scenes of the frenetic and often chaotic 72 hours before production began on the now classic 1931 horror movie Frankenstein. We'll talk some more with Julian after this quick timeout here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.